This is the Magic and Medicine Podcast, and I am your host, Sarah Rain. I am a healing artist and a witch based in Portland, Oregon, and I work with Reiki, tarot, sound, and intuition to offer support, guidance, and empowerment to you, my clients, and community. In this podcast, I weave personal stories, energetic insights, and the wisdom that I've learned along my path to explore the realms of magic and medicine. I hope there is some good medicine for you here, and thank you for joining me where the magic happens. Hello and welcome to the first official episode of the Magic and Medicine podcast with me, Sarah Rain. I am so happy to be here. I am so happy that you are here. I am also excited and I am also nervous. <laughs> so thank you for being here. Thank you for witnessing me in my vulnerability as I embark upon this brand new journey. Just to talk a little bit about what my intentions for this podcast are. This is really, you know, this podcast has kind of grown from and stemmed from the monthly full moon tarot readings that I've been doing. I've been doing these video readings that I've released on my, you know, my Patreon and my Instagram and YouTube. And for about a little over a year, um, a little over a year now, and I really enjoy, yeah, I enjoy that format of kind of creating and sharing medicine for the collective and honestly, I've wanted to do a podcast for several years. I'll actually get into that later in the episode. But 2021 for me has been, I feel that there is an invitation, you know, at least for me personally, to to really expand and to really break past my own barriers, my own comfort zone, my own limitations. I'm I'm very interested this year in doing things differently and you know the idea of a podcast is is really wonderful because there's you know I know I love listening to podcasts and I'll I'll listen to them you know all the time while I'm you know doing anything cleaning driving all those kinds of things and I just thought that this would be a really great way to reach the world and I also really enjoy speaking I enjoy singing I enjoy you know, writing and reading poetry. So I really am interested in the idea of using, you know, my voice as medicine or my voice as a way to transmit the medicine that I have for the world. So that's kind of the why of a podcast and the what of a magic and medicine is that those are really, those are the realms that I work in, that kind of liminal space between magic and medicine and that really has to do a lot you know I am a Reiki master Reiki practitioner I am a tarot reader as well and I also do sound healing but I also you know make other kinds of art and I also am a witch <laughs> um, and I work with magic you know in in my daily life all the time and my aim is to you know to show up and to help to be a guide, a healer, a teacher, a space holder, whatever it may be for my clients and for my community. So my aim is to bring medicine and one of my avenues for doing that is through magic. And I also aim to kind of illuminate, yeah, illuminate how how magic can be used as medicine, how medicine can be used in mag as magic, and how there really is 
you know, an overlap and a, a liminal space and a kind of gray area of this beautiful mystery where they intertwine and, <laughs> you know, kind of um, embellish and support um, and complement one another. So that's, you know, that's where magic and medicine came from. And I think to start, I, you know, today we're going to be talking about the magic of rebirth, which is a very timely topic. Um, and I think in the future, I'm planning to bring you monthly full moon medicine, you know, rather than the video format on this format. And I'm also, you know, hoping and planning to bring in other practitioners of various kinds of alternative medicine, various kinds of healing arts, and, you know, various kinds of magic as well to have conversations about, you know, what what this means, what they do, and to try to bring attention to these beautiful modalities that exist and just the kind of rainbow mosaic of, of ways and methods of, you know, working on your healing, working on your expression, working on your expansion, just bringing attention to all that is available to you in this realm and your human journey. So that's the plan. And of course, <laughs> you know, most things I do are yeah, they're led, you know, from my my creative center, they're led from my intuition, they're led from my, you know, my time in ceremony, my time in meditation, my time with spirit, with my spirit guides. And so I'm going to let this podcast also be intuitively guided and let it, you know, reveal itself to me as the medicine comes up that is appropriate or timely to share with you all. So today... Our episode is called The Magic of Rebirth, and I chose this topic, or this topic, <laughs> or this topic chose me. It just seemed to be the most present energy right now for me personally and also kind of collectively. And we've just gone through this very, very significant portal of rebirth. And I'll get into what <laughs> what I mean by rebirth and and kind of all the different energies around it in a moment, but I just want to talk about where we're at and where where I'm at in this kind of temporal space. So, yeah, we've gone through this huge this huge portal of of shifting energies which in my opinion started on the winter solstice in 2020 that was on December 21st we had the great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn it was also the day after I <laughs> turned 30 and it was also like a couple days or about a week after my Saturn return ended so for me that moment um was a huge it was a huge shifting of energies but I don't believe that you know, energetic shifts happen in just one minute or one day. So I've kind of been feeling this portal of of change and rebirth happening from that winter solstice up until um, the new moon in Capricorn that just happened a couple of days ago. And this episode has been kind of in creation, in, um, you know, gestation, if it were, um, since since the new moon in Capricorn this week. So rebirth, <laughs> what is rebirth? Yeah, so for me, I feel like I've personally been going through a kind of, you know, death and rebirth, you know, during these weeks, during this transition from, you know, beginning 
basically all through Capricorn season, but from 2020 to 2021, and it's felt very significant to me. So I'm going to talk a little bit about, you know, my definition of rebirth, how I see it in the energetic tapestry of things and how it's magic and, and how it's medicine as well. So for me, rebirth is about choice. Rebirth is about creation. Rebirth is about divinity. Rebirth is about radical autonomy. And rebirth is also magic. So when you hear the word rebirth, <laughs> I wonder if you, if you have an idea of what that means. You definitely might. For me, I see it as a part of actually the death cycle. And the, the death cycle is a kind of archetypical energy cycle that, you know, is based on, you know, literal death, but it can also be based on any kind of, you know, energetic or egoic or, you know, there's many different kinds of, of death energies and death cycles that you can go through in your lifetime. And so, you know, it begins or it's kind of a, a circle and a spiral, but one could say that it begins with birth, with, you know, with creation, with the spark of life, with a beginning. And so there's birth, you know, life, and then there's death. And so death is a releasing, death is a shedding, death is a shifting, death is a, a making of space. And so after death, after that letting go, after that releasing, there is an opportunity for rebirth. And with rebirth, that cycle kind of starts all over again. And there's an, you know, ability through that rebirth to then have this very potent experience of life and experience of living. And yeah, so it's spiralic. It's, it's, it's kind of infinite. And there's this kind of you know, there's this kind of infinite permission to to really be reborn as many times as you want or need or are called to in this lifetime. And I mean, <laughs> so I'm, you know, I'm thinking and talking today about rebirth as as a choice, right? As a a choice to let go, as a choice to shift, as a choice to transition into a new, you know, a new paradigm or a new set of circumstances. But as we know, it doesn't, it doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes, you know, sometimes things fall away or spaces made or, you know, death of, of some kind occurs when it's not our choice. And in that moment, there's that invitation again to grow from those depths, to grow from that empty space, to grow from, you know, potentially that pain, from potentially that, you know, rotting leaves or, or whatnot, if we're thinking about it in terms of the earth, there's always an invitation whether or not it's our, our choice to let go, our choice to evolve, you know, there's always an invitation to evolve and expand and for new life and new possibilities to spring forth. And so when we think about, you know, these cycles of death and rebirth, there's many, many, um, ways that this manifests in the world. So we can think about, you know, for instance, the new moon, we just had our new moon in Capricorn. Um, the new moon is, is the beginning of the moon cycle. 
and it comes after the moon has already come to fruition, has already come to be full, and then has let go, released all of its fullness, and come back to darkness, to the dark moon, to that stillness. And then the cycle begins again. And so we often work with the energies of the new moon for manifestation because there's this beautiful, big, blank slate this darkness where anything is possible and so we have the opportunity to plant our seeds of intention and to watch our seeds of intention grow with the moon with that new cycle that is that is gaining energy and that is growing beautifully but again it started with that darkness it started with emptiness and we can also think of the new year as a new cycle an opportunity for rebirth and you know people will often I think this is probably the most, uh, yeah, common type of manifestation light that people do is setting New Year's intentions. And so with our New Year's intentions, the idea is that we, yeah, that we're letting go of old habits, that we're letting go of, you know, things that are harmful for us or things that, you know, we're, we don't really love that we've, that we've been doing. And the idea is that by letting those things go, we're able to step into that new space, that new container of the energy of the year that will support us in kind of growing towards growing towards what it is that we want. And another um, even simpler kind of opportunity or example of a cycle is, is breath. When you inhale, you inhale in breath. And when you exhale... You exhale what you don't need in your system, what has served its purpose. You you inhale chi and life and energy and you exhale what has run its course through your body and what you're ready to give back to the universe, to the trees, to the planet. So this whole cycle of birth and death and rebirth is happening constantly, you know, all around us, within us, you know, we're, we're held by it, we hold it, it's, it's beautiful. And again, there is, you know, within the idea of rebirth, within the idea of our own autonomy and our own choice, we have the opportunity to begin again infinitely. We have infinite permission to become who we want to be, to do what we want to do, and, and that is magic. We get to choose how we want our lives to be we get to choose what is true for us and what we allow to take up space in our bodies what we allow to take up space in our minds uh, what we allow to take up space in our our energy bodies as well so yeah rebirth is magic because it involves us shaping our reality and that in my opinion is one of the purest and and kind of simplest forms of magic and if you're wondering what I mean by kind of shaping reality, what I mean by choice, and exactly what I'm talking about, I'm I'm really talking about the ways in which we relate to ourselves and the ways in which we relate to our truths and the, you know, the behaviors or people or situations or jobs that we choose to to be attached to, you know, to to participate in in this lifetime and the idea is that we get to choose and so if something isn't serving us if something isn't making us happy if something isn't 
bringing us pleasure, then, then we have the choice and the ability to let that go in order to make space for something that will be so much, you know, better and more aligned or to make space for something that we, you know, try out and then realize that, hey, that's not the thing either. And then we let that thing go too. And, but that's the beautiful thing about this is there's no limit. And, you know, as some of you may know, my, my, my company, my organization is called Firebird Healing Arts. And part of, part of that, part of why I love that image of the, the phoenix, the firebird is because of that infinite permission, because the phoenix is born, it, it's beautiful, bright and colorful. And then it comes to you know, to the point where it burns up into ashes and then from those ashes, it springs again with new life as a little baby phoenix and then it grows and grows again and it gets to experience this wide range of of life and death <laughs> and it's amazing. And so in my, you know, in my perspective and my view of the world, I think that we all have, we all have divine energy within us. We all have creative energy within us we're all capable on some level or another of of participating in the act of creating life right so we have this this creative spark this creative energy this life force right and we have this divinity because in my opinion you know god is all around us god is within us god is the universe and we're all able to connect to that that energy of God or, you know, creator, the highest being or, you know, whatever you, whatever words that you'd like to use to, to talk about this divine energy, I believe that we all have access to it. We can all call it in and, or just remember that it's part of us already. So we're all, we're all gods and goddesses and goddesses and we have this opportunity to use our creative force that magic force that divine force to create and shape and form and birth ourselves in whatever image we want we have that autonomy we have that power we have that choice and it's a miracle it's beautiful it's incredible and so the more that we can kind of remember that, the more that we can wake up to our own divinity, the more that we can work with that divinity in order to, again, create life, create beauty, create whatever it is that serves our happiness and our pleasure and our expansion and our freedom. And really exciting because in doing this work, in doing this work on ourselves, in in participating in this act of divine creation in this divine and wondrous cycle of death and rebirth we also participate in you know have the potential to participate in rebirthing society and rebirthing the collective because the work that we do on ourselves the work that we do to expand and invite our individual truth and pleasure and freedom contributes to the collective freedom and pleasure and happiness of the world so the more kind of awakened and empowered and you know kind of fueled by love that we become the more we're able to spread and ignite and kind of doula that energy into the world 
So speaking of doula, let's talk a little bit about birth, the energy of birth, which is part of the energy of rebirth. So as we know, you know, we as we may remember or be aware of or may have, you know, experienced if we're people who have, you know, birthed humans into this world, but birth is it can be scary if you're, you know, if you're the one being birthed. It can be scary, it can be dark, it can be unfamiliar. It can be contractive when you're in it. It can be like imagine you're a baby, you know, in the womb and you've been in this kind of floaty, squishy, lovely place. It's warm, it's nice, you're getting fed. And then all of a sudden, you're getting <laughs> ejected. It's time to go. You're being squeezed, you're being pushed, you're being kind of like, yeah, you're going through the birth canal or, you know, the C-section or whatever it is, but you're you are leaving the place that is familiar, the only place that you've ever known. And so if you can imagine, you know, yeah, how how scary and unfamiliar that might be, but then on the other side, you get to take in this breath of fresh air, this your first time breathing in the world, taking in that life force, taking in the sights and sounds and smells of the world. So you go through this kind of dark and challenging and scary time, but then on the other side of it, you are rewarded with new life that you couldn't have possibly fathomed before in that place that you were before you are coming from this kind of, yeah, limited small place into this limitless expansive place. And so if you can think about the energy of birth, then if if you are being invited to into a cycle of rebirth, or if you are, are kind of ready to step into a cycle of rebirth, imagine, imagine that you are kind of birthing yourself. Imagine yourself as that little baby. So <laughs> when a baby is, you know, they come into this world not knowing how to use their bodies, not really knowing much of how to do every, anything really. And so it's, you know, a caretaker's job to, you know, take care of them, make sure they're fed, make sure, you know, they have everything they need. But of course, as babies are learning, they mess up they cry they fall they make messes and ideally you know the caretakers won't yell at them or you know admonish them for messing up because they are just little babies ideally the caretaker will be there with patience will be there with compassion will be there to make sure that they keep on getting nourished that they keep on getting taken care of until you know they're able to walk on their two feet by themselves and so if you can imagine yourself in this, if you're in a, a place or process of rebirth as that baby, can you invite in that same kind of compassion? Can you invite in that same kind of patience for yourself? Can you acknowledge that, you know, healing is spiralic, growth is spiralic, expansion is spiralic? And by that, I mean that it's not just you snap your fingers and you're able to just make forward progress and that you're able to suddenly and instantly change your life. It's more like you make a decision that you're going to do this thing 
and then you use your energies and you know your heart and your actions and you do your very best to to move towards inhabiting that new reality but if you you know if you slip up if you mess up if you get invited back into your fear or your bad habits or you know even you know <laughs> texting your ex or whatever it is you are invited, I'm inviting you to have patience with yourself, to have compassion for yourself, to understand that that it's okay because it doesn't mean just because you mess up or just because you can't perfectly, you know, manifest this new world of yours, this new habit of yours, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It means that you're learning and it means that you're growing and it means that you're trying. And it's really you know, it's not about age. It's, you know, if you're saying to yourself, maybe, well, I'm not a baby, like I should know better. Sure, you're not a baby, but it's about where you're at. And it's also about where you came from. And it's also about unlearning and unlearning things that you've been taught or things that you've believed for a long time. That's really, really challenging. It can be at least. It can be really challenging. And so I invite you you know, if you at any point are going through one of these rebirth cycles to just, you know, have patience with yourself, think of yourself as a little baby and just have, have compassion for where you're at. And so I'm going to give, um, just a, like, I'm going to give a couple personal examples about, about rebirth and about kind of that energy for me. So my first example is about this podcast. You know, I've, as I mentioned at the start of the episode, I've wanted a podcast for years and it, you know, I like speaking, I like sharing thoughts and, you know, all this stuff, but I, for years, didn't believe that I had anything quote unquote worthwhile to say or share that no one would care to listen and that therefore it wasn't worth doing. And since then, I think it's probably been about, about three years or so since I first started thinking about you know, creating a podcast. Since then, I've, I've gone through so many rebirths, so many shifts, so many expansions, you know, I've done a lot of healing work on myself and it's, and it's beautiful. But the thing is nothing about my intrinsic worth or value or intelligence or, you know, um, (laughs) open heartedness has, has changed since then. I was just as worthy and just as, yeah, just as worthy of sharing my words, just as smart, just as, you know, well-intentioned three years ago as I am now. But the thing that has changed is how I relate to myself and what I believe is possible and what I believe is, you know, what I believe I'm capable of. And so I definitely, you know, I had things to say back then, but I wasn't ready to, choose the belief that my words had values and that my idea my ideas had value and that therefore it was worth sharing into the world but now you know right now making this launching this deciding this this year in this moment i am not only rebirthing myself but i'm rebirthing i'm i'm creating a whole new set of possibilities and circumstances around myself I am in in believing in my you know value and my worth and 
my my ability to to do this and to share this with you i am opening up my field of possibilities in ways that i i right now can't even fathom because it's because it's happening because i'm in it because it's opening and like honestly it's a really it's a really exciting feeling but it's also a really scary feeling because i'm i'm pushing myself past my comfort zone which as i said you know is my goal <laughs> Um, yeah, it's my goal because, because I don't know what's on the other side. And I, I honestly find that really, really exciting. I'm honestly just like ready for whatever it is, whatever comes through. And I think the more, you know, the more energy I put into this, the more I believe that this is a worthwhile project. I am, you know, worthy of participating in it. The more I kind of give it energy, you know, that is, that is magic in a way, that is creation magic, that is manifestation magic. So I believe that the more kind of belief and energy and attention and intention that I give to this podcast, to Magic and Medicine, the more it will be able to, to feed me and open and expand and invite in its own kind of magic and its own kind of serendipity and its own kind of beauty and its own kind of medicine and it will it will develop a life and an energy of its own and that and in that way through this platform and this vehicle I'll be able to share medicine with so many people so I'm (laughs) I'm you know I'm alchemizing my my desire to speak and it's turning into medicine that will reach your ears and reach who knows how many years around the world. And it's really kind of incredible. And it stemmed from me making the choice to believe that I could do this. (laughs) But again, back to the kind of patience thing, you know, I don't, I don't regret not launching a podcast three years ago. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't time. I wasn't, I wasn't ready to, to inhabit this. Um, And those, you know, the doubts that I had, the lessons that I've learned the healing that I've done in the last three years, all of these circumstances have have served me and have served my growth. They have allowed me to grow and try and fail and allow old parts of myself to die and fall away, which has led me to arrive exactly to where I am today. And exactly where I am today is perfect. And it is just where I'm meant to be. And on that note, we will take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay, so this next story is quite, you know, it's quite vulnerable. um, And I thought a lot about whether or not to include this in this first episode or, you know, to include this in the podcast at all. But at the end of the day, I decided that, you know, this is my truth. This is, this is my life. This is what's happening and it, you know, is so resonant with this, this, this feeling and theme of rebirth that I'm in right now, um, that I, that I decided to share it. And also because radical honesty, <laughs> sometimes to a, you know, to a fault is, is one of my values. I really value it. So I want to show up, you know, transparent with you as a human, as a human, who's also a healer, as a human, who's also a teacher, as a human who, you know, also has medicine and magic to share with you, but who's, who's human. So I am currently in process in 
practice of changing my relationship, of shifting my relationship to cannabis. And so I'm someone who has, you know, who's been working with cannabis in different ways for a long, long time, like 15 years, right? So so the first thing that I will say about this is that I, I truly do believe that cannabis is good medicine. Um, and I personally, you know, have been using it somewhat as an alternative to, you know, antidepressants or anti-anxiety medications or something like that, because those, you know, things and those energies and those, you know, quote unquote mental health issues are things that I've struggled with, you know, for my life, which is what led me to the healing path was, was self-healing. <laughs> so, you know, I've been working with cannabis as a, a medicine or a, not a cure, but a, a remedy for my own anxiety in my life, but also obviously as, you know, for fun, for pleasure, and in social situations. And I truly do believe that cannabis is good medicine, and, and there are people who, you know, for whom it's, you know, life-saving or life-affirming medicine, you know, cancer patients, those with chronic pain issues, it she, I like to refer to her as a she because she's a, she's a plant and she has an energy and she has a spirit. Um, yeah, cannabis can be really, really supportive. And for me, you know, she can be really illuminating. She can be really expansive. She can be really, you know, activating and, and kind of mystical and, and sometimes spiritual in her own right. But I had gotten to this point where I kind of came to the realization that, you know, in, in working so closely with cannabis as medicine, I, you know, developed a dependency because, and whether or not, you know, the idea of whether or not cannabis is addictive is, I think, debated. Um, but I think that, you know, even if it's not as physically addictive as some other, you know, uh, drugs that people do or alcohol for instance I think that you know energetically you can definitely create a dependence on on anything on you know on yoga on anything really um so I yeah so I came to this point where I realized that you know in working so closely with cannabis in turning to her you know immediately when I was having you know a moment of anxiety a moment of contraction I actually yeah, I was putting, I was putting my power outside of myself and I was making it impossible for me to be whole, just me, because part of the, you know, requirement for me to feel safe or good or happy or comforted was existing outside of myself, was existing in this, in this plant medicine that's outside of myself. So I made the decision that I am shifting my relationship and that, you know, that was going to coincide with <laughs> the beginning of this year, um, you know, January. And a lot of people, like I said, make New Year's resolutions. People will do a dry January or whatnot. Um, so I guess this was kind of my my version of that. And so I'm I'm <laughs> rebirthing my my vision of myself, my perception of myself, how I understand myself to be and what my identity is. And it's, it's very big. And it's interesting 
you know, I didn't particularly think about this beforehand, but after I had started this, this practice, this choice, this, you know, process of rebirth, I realized that, you know, we're in Capricorn season and Capricorn is ruled by the devil card in the tarot. And the devil card in the tarot is, you know, stereotypically or traditionally uh, references addictions. But really, if we, you know, and really, if we look at it deeper, I think of the devil card, which is this image of, you know, it's an image of a devil who has these kind of people in front of him in these chains and these people are kind of pulling the devil or, or doing work for him, you know, depending on which deck you're using. So the energy of the devil card is really about like, who, who's in charge, who has the reins, who is driving the boat, right? And so this, this Capricorn season, I, you know, decided to take these reins and to, to make this bold choice for myself. And I'm thinking of it as, again, it's about choice. It's about autonomy. So it's, it's shifting from this narrative in my mind that I, you know, I can be invited into that's like, I am this way. I will never change. Something is wrong with me. This will always be true. And honestly, I've been, I've been a person who thinks this way, not about just about this topic, but about, about this about a lot of things in my life for a long time, that if something is a certain way, it will always be true. And, you know, that's the the story that my mind invites me into. But I'm, you know, I'm now taking the reins and I'm shifting that narrative to, I am choosing myself. I am choosing my autonomy. I am choosing my strength. I am choosing my healing. And this is my choice. And this is the path that I'm taking forward. And I think, you know, we each have the capacity to be our own, you know, our own quote unquote devil and angel on our own shoulders because, you know, everything is spiralic, nothing is binary, nothing is just black and white and good and bad. There is nuance, there is choice, there is, you know, gradual change, there is slipping backwards that ends up serving our capacity to go farther in the long run. Um... So I'm choosing to inhabit this, you know, what they call devil energy, uh, energy of control, um, but actually in service of love to myself and in service of love to my body. And this decision is being made from, it's really being made from like a heart and soul place. That's where, where it's coming from. And you know, so we have mind, body, spirit, right? So my spirit is making this choice. My mind is mostly on board. My mind understands what it is. My mind understands why. My mind appreciates the, most of the time, appreciates the space and the clarity um, that, you know, that this, this shift allows. Although sometimes my mind will, you know, will get scared when... My, you know, if something happens, if my body, you know, has an anxiety reaction, or if my <laughs> nervous system has an anxiety reaction, if I go into fight or flight mode, then my mind wants to fly to that place of safety, to that place of, you know, being able to step back from reality and disassociate a bit because it's, it's comfortable there. Um, my body <laughs> is very confused. And I think that's where we, you know, where that idea of like, 
addiction or detoxing comes in. And again, I don't know, you know, I don't really know the science on this, to be honest, but I, I have noticed that my body is, you know, is going through a process of adjusting to this change of not having this medicine in my system. And I'm thinking of it like, you know, if we go back to that baby metaphor, you know, if you are a caretaker and you're trying to wean a baby off of, you know, breast milk or pacifiers or anything like that, you know, it's actually, that's actually an act of love, right? It's an act of love and, you know, ability to see the bigger picture and to know what's necessary for growth. But the baby, like, doesn't know what's going on. (laughs) It's confused and probably pissed about it, right? So my body, again, is, is confused and probably pissed about it. But this decision is actually being made as an act of love for my whole being, including and like especially my body. So it's uncomfortable, you know, this this process of, of death, of releasing, of letting go, of being reborn is uncomfortable, but it's coming from it's coming from such a pure place that because I have this yeah, this, this divine motivation to take care of myself and to, to inhabit this new reality. It's not, it hasn't been as hard for me as, you know, I thought it might've been, and it hasn't been as hard for me as, um, as it has been in the past, honestly. And I think that's because in the past, you know, if I made a decision to take a break, it was coming from, you know, perhaps a place of feeling like I quote unquote should, do that or like feeling this shame but now I'm actually making this decision from a place of 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 like pleasure and joy and excitement like I really want this and the reason why I really want this is because what I spoke about this like um this desire to expand, this desire to push past my comfort zone, this desire to, you know, launch a project, a podcast, to do all these new projects and to do all these things. And for me personally, that requires me to, you know, become a more whole person, to have, you know, a clearer head and to not have a part of me outside of my body. And my, my acupuncturist, I was talking to her about this and she said that, you know, it's actually, they say with cannabis that your, your yang chi like actually like goes outside of your body. And so when you stop, it actually comes back into your body, which can be an uncomfortable thing. There can be heat and it, you know, can come into your head and, you know, I guess I'm supposed to get it down to my kidneys somehow, but anyway... I, I I like that I had this perception of, you know, what this was like and that she also uh, affirmed that with, you know, through the system of Chinese medicine. And so, yeah, so while this, um, while this choice and this process that I'm in right now has been easier than I thought it would have been, it hasn't been perfect. And I'm, I'm choosing not to get down on myself about that. I'm choosing not to shame myself about that. I'm choosing to witness myself in those moments of contraction and of need and I'm choosing to experience them and learn from them and then to you know everything that I'm going through right now is a huge is a huge learning experience and it's a huge you know opportunity to expand who I am and what I'm capable of and that is fucking incredible so (laughs) 
Um, yeah, so that's the most potent, you know, rebirth that I'm in. And it's probably, I mean, this whole time period, it does not just have to do with cannabis, but this whole time period of me, you know, choosing to step into my full capacity is a huge moment of rebirth. And as I said, as such, it's uncomfortable. But as I said, I am making this decision from a spirit and soul-centered place. I'm making this decision from a place of desire and consent and pleasure. And therefore, I have the energy, the creative energy, the divine energy to support myself through this transition, through this discomfort. And so I just wanted to share that story for you in case, you know, there's anything similar that you're going through in case there's any kinds of changes or, you know, anything that's addictive, whether that's a person or a substance or, you know, a behavior or your phone or whatever it is to let you know that, you know, it is possible to, to grow and change and expand. And that if you're, you know, if you're making this choice from, yeah, from this place of love for yourself and from this place of care for yourself, it's possible to use that energy of love and care to support yourself along that path. Um, but I also do want to say that I am, you know, not any type of licensed mental health professional and that, you know, if you, you know, want or need or are thinking about seeking other types of support or recovery support that I fully support you in that and that I encourage you to listen to yourself and your body and your doctors um, and whoever you trust when you're making these types of choices for yourself. And so to close out today's episode, I am just going to read you a poem that I wrote for us. You are constantly becoming a verb and not a noun. Softness is most welcomed. There's no need to get down. The future is wide open, infinite permission. Believe your dreams and hopes and the universe will listen. You are the creator. You are lock and key. You hold all the power to shape reality. So how will you inhabit who will you become? What old tricks and habits will fade like setting suns? Step into your rebirth. Step into your pleasure. Help to shape the new earth. Uncover all your treasures. Thank you so much for joining me for this first episode, for this opening, for this vulnerability. I'm, I'm very grateful for you. And I look forward to being with you again soon. Be well. Thank you so much for listening to Magic and Medicine. Your support means the world to me. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to know more about me, join me for an upcoming event, or receive a one-on-one -on -one session, you can find me on Instagram at Sarah Rainbow or on my website, sarahrain.com. If you'd like to support the creation of this podcast, you're welcome to join my Patreon at patreon.com backslash sarahrain or make a donation at anchor.fm backslash magicandmedicine. Take care and see you next time. Thank you.